Welcome to the Daily Objective, day 21 of the war in Israel. Um, today, I'm joined by James Valiant. We will be talking about the axis of terror. Vladimir Putin is hosting, unsurprisingly, uh, the savages who committed the October 7th atrocities and their uh, funders and backers. And uh, yeah, uh, we'll get to that, how the world should deal with that is that a surprise uh but before that some news updates so um the israeli ambassador to the un which is uh probably one of the least uh nice jobs in in the world i can't imagine what uh yeah how how one handles himself uh in in that position um, he presented some sort of defense of Israel in the uh, General Assembly, which, of course, we know will vote against Israel no matter what the resolution is, no matter what happens. Uh, that is uh, what that is. It, it almost feels like that is what the General Assembly is for. Uh, he was there. He showed some images. Uh, he uh, shared a QR code to see more images. Um, and he used the word savages to describe at least the people who committed the atrocities. That's a nice step towards hopefully one day, not just calling uh, the Palestinian people savages, but realizing that that is the, that is the way of uh, culturally, the way of, uh, of Palestinians, of course, individuals have free will. So they uh, don't, they're, they're not born and die savages they are um you know educated into that and uh then at some point in their life we can uh hold them accountable to it there were ground operations in gaza uh by israel on the last two nights these were uh, operations where they went in and they did whatever they did and they went out they are telling us what they did that's good uh we don't need to know all the details we just need to see the results so a couple of days ago it was uh, but they're just sort of going in with tanks and then coming back out, right? Yeah, that was a couple of days ago. Yesterday, they also went in from the sea. Uh, and so, uh, yeah, Israel is doing some stuff, uh, hopefully to, um, you know, make it easier for when the ground operation is. Now, I still think it's going to be a disaster. Somebody, uh, a viewer, sent me an email that I uh, I appreciate. I haven't replied to it yet, but I will. Uh um, but a, a, a part of the email, the part I want to address is that it, uh, you know, it, it sounded like I was saying that I would like to see a ground operation happen. Now, uh, in a sense, I would, but that's not if you if you ask me now, what exactly do you want to see? Uh, I want to see Gaza uh, pretty much no longer be a habitable place. Like I want people to no longer be able to live there. Anybody who wants to get out should get out. Uh, I I. Uh, and then and then deal with uh, the, the underground issue in some way. If it can be done with bunker busters, that's ideal. Um, if not, yeah. When I, what I want to see uh, Israel do when they come in, as somebody suggested um, uh, on a reality show a few uh, in, in, the, in recent weeks, was go in, clear the rubble, and make it the Vegas of the Middle East. That's, that's what I want to see. Uh, beautiful beaches there beautiful beaches there there's no reason why uh gaza should not be a tourist location for you know one of the great mediterranean tourist locations uh but of there's course, one the, reason which is the people the people the who people. live there and their culture uh there's, so. the, there's the real reason these monsters are living there they'd rather kill israel and themselves than uh create a decent life for the people living there 
Um, yeah, and uh, so, but just to, just to make this point clear, I'm terrified of the ground operation. I, I'm terrified on a personal level. There are people I care about who I'm worried will die in such an operation, die or worse, because yes. in Gaza there is a fate worse than death. Um, and I'm terrified for Israel because, yes, I, I, I've said on shows, I, I think, um, you know, when that ground operation happens, uh, Hezbollah will probably do more than it is currently doing. We don't know if Iran will do something. I think that's uh, that's a part of the that's you know part of the preparation, and I'm I'm sure Hamas is very well prepared also on the ground. So I think this will be extremely costly to Israel. The way it's certainly going to be extremely costly. The way I expect Israel to do it, and and uh, what I expect from Israel's enemies. So no, I I want something done, and I'd prefer if it wasn't that. So just to well, at some point we need an occupation, a full on occupation, but not until it is perfectly safe. And we value the IDF soldiers lives more highly than we do the Palestinians, which is, of course, the bizarre uh, perversion of altruism that we're seeing this, which so hobbles Israel and frankly, my own country, America's reaction to this. Uh, once more, it's altruism, and you know you're so powerful, Israel. Uh, you can't do what's required here, um, and you're right. Uh, why I said the within the week after the attack on the seventh of October, why isn't Gaza City already rubble? I mean, we have to make it as safe as possible before they send in IDF. But I, with you, fear that that's not going to happen. Yeah, and uh, one last thing to the reader. I know people don't have the context, but you will in the coming days because uh, the reader sent me a, a radio interview. I, I think that that interview was, uh, I've listened to most of it. That, that interview is a, is a topic for a show. That show will be uh, either a solo or me and somebody from Israel because it's in Hebrew and uh, I, I uh, it's it's an hour and 40 minutes, so I'm not going to translate the whole thing. Uh, but yeah, it is it is very a very interesting analysis from somebody who knows uh, what he's talking about because he's a general in, uh, in in Israel. So, um, uh, yeah. Um, so it, there's more news, uh, more news updates. So, uh, Iran. We mentioned Iran. They uh, have uh, spoken about you know the humanitarian need to take care of the hostage situation, and they have offered to uh, have the hostages transferred to Iran. You know, this is, uh, again, we, we've said how they're using our, our morality against us. You know, uh, the, the term useful idiots was coined by, I don't remember if it was, who was it, Lenin, Stalin, somebody somebody in uh, uh, in the Soviet Union about some leftists in the West. Now it seems like the West is all useful idiots and uh, and our enemies know it, know it and use it against us. Uh, and we're making it easy for them. Yeah. Um, Something that, you know, again, we could look at as a positive, but I don't know, is US, the US bombed some Iranian targets in Syria. No, I do they, not see that as a positive. Let me just say for a second, 19 different airstrikes by Iranian supported regimes on US military bases. There's one man who died. It was a heart attack. I know there are several traumatic brain injuries so far. Uh, 
And that was a part of, as I've described it, this systematic attack by Iran against both Israel and the United States. It is simultaneous. It is coordinated. Iran is at war. While Iran's been at war with the United States for 44 years, and we, like ostriches, keep our heads stuck in the sand, completely ignoring the reality that Iran has been at war with America for 44 years. Uh, so what do we do? We uh, lob a couple of uh, missiles that kill nobody, a couple of munitions plants in eastern uh, Syria, just a couple of strikes. No one dies, mind you. No one gets attacked. We want to make sure that we don't kill any Iranians or Iranian-backed proxies, because that would be horrible. Uh, and then, of course, our defense secretary has the temerity to say it has nothing to do with what's going on in Israel. Nothing to do with it. He, in his own mind, is so disintegrated, so evasive about the subject. We are the ones, obviously, like timid rabbits, afraid of any kind of escalation, when they should be the ones who are afraid of America escalating this, frankly. Uh, so, uh, no, I am not. It's not good news. It is a stupid little... Uh, uh, effectiveness, sort of cowardly non-response by uh, the Biden administration and America so far, and our defense secretary is insisting it has nothing to do with the wider issue, even as Hamas and Hezbollah are meeting together in Lebanon, in Beirut, under the auspices of those guys together, and then, of course, on Thursday, yesterday, Putin hosts representatives from both Hamas and Iran. Yeah, wait, we'll get to Putin in a, in a minute because, um, you know, he deserves he deserves his own episode. I mean, he's had a few. Yes. <laughs> OK, uh, but yes. Yeah, I'm I'm with you on that. And, and uh, you know, we've discussed over the past few weeks is the reason Israel is holding back is is the United States. The reason Israel is holding back. And I, I don't like letting Netanyahu off the hook in that way. But if that is the reason America is at least practicing what it preaches and, you know, Iran attacking American bases uh, is an act of war. I don't know in, in what uh, universe you, you don't uh, actually. Yeah. Again, America should have gotten rid of the Iranian regime long before that uh, at any point in the last 44 years. And, and from from the point where the regime wasn't uh, fully formed and, and they uh, took over the embassy. So think how much terrorism, bloodshed. Think how many uh, Israeli and American lives could have been saved over the last 40 years if we dealt with the main funder. 90% of the funds and money for Hamas and Hezbollah come from Iran. Do not confuse this, ladies and gentlemen. Iran is waging war with the West and 19 different airstrikes aimed at our men and women in uniform. And what do we do? We hit a couple of their munitions bases and say it has nothing to do with what's going on in southern Israel. Okay, got it. That is insane. Uh, and that is not going to deter Iran. It's actually going to encourage Iran in the, on the along the lines of what we're about to talk about. Yeah, and just one more uh, news update. So there was a um, press conference uh, in Israel for the foreign press uh, showing in detail how uh, Hamas uses the Shifa hospital in Gaza as its base of operations. Now, this is not news. Uh, yeah. Israel has known that this hospital, what this hospital is for, for many, many years. Again, when we talk about them using our morality against us, this is the best example of it. They don't care if, uh, if you know, sick, sick people are, uh, are are dead. They don't care if a hospital is, if, is bombed. Their mothers and newborn babies. Yeah. Mothers uh, and newborn babies. Yeah, but the, the problem with this 
press conference, as I see it, is Israel is fighting the war of public opinion rather than the war against the Islamic terrorists who slaughtered 1,400 Israelis on October 7th. Uh, you know that this is a base of uh, Hamas operations? Bomb it. Then show the world the, 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 the images. What you're doing is you're telling the world, and you know who watches uh, uh, these press conferences? Hamas. So oh, yeah. now I think I think Hamas knows well enough that Israel uh, doesn't have uh, you know the 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 moral clarity and the principled stance to actually do what's right and bomb that ho- hospital. I've heard of in Israeli media they say, oh well, maybe this is you know Israel preempting the uh, uh, PR problem, uh, uh, you know, not to have a repeat of the hospital situation before. Well, of course, there will be a repeat if you do bomb the hospital. I don't think they're going to bomb it. I think maybe in a ground operation, they're going to go there. But of course, the leaders will be long gone. So yeah, yeah, yeah. everything Israel does in this war so far is um, anywhere from insufficient to uh, self-destructive. And again, as I say, in every episode, I hope I'm wrong. I hope they have some sort of grand scheme that we can't uh, know about and and don't understand. And Hamas will be gone and Hezbollah will be gone and the Iranian regime will be gone. But I don't think that is the case. I think this is uh, another step towards Israel's uh, demise. Apollo Zeus, thank you for the super chat. Uh, Jeff Bannister says, you need an opening jingle uh because we always miss the start of the show by two minutes before it is broadcast every show starts before we see it have to rewind to the beginning always uh yes so we had an opening jingle by the way in the early days of the show if you scroll back to the first episodes in 2020 the first couple of months there was a an opening jingle uh but then it wasn't live on youtube it was live on facebook it was recorded and then we added the jingle I think it'll be, uh, you know, I don't know, maybe. Actually, you know what, let, let me not uh, dismiss it offhand. Uh, what I have done in some cases, especially when we have announcements, is I don't make them in the first uh, 60 to 90 seconds because I know people are going to miss them. Uh, but yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. If anybody wants to send us a jingle, by the way, we are not uh, uh, guaranteeing that we are going to use it. But if you want to send us uh, a jingle... Please we do, do have amazing artists out there in our audience. That is that is true. Um, all right, I was thinking of a clever segue from this to Putin. I I don't have one. James, your thoughts on uh, on Putin? Unsurprisingly, although some seem to be surprised by it, hosting uh, the Axis well, of Terror, as it was called in uh, British media, and as we use the uh, um, the title. Yeah, you know, again, right after this happened, um, you know, let me just say one more thing. Like after 9-11, you saw leaders of the world going to George uh, W. Bush and flying to America to show their support. We saw some of that uh, in Israel as well. Leaders coming to Israel, let's say, to show their support. And uh, Putin is hosting the, uh, you know, Osama bin Laden equivalents of, of this uh, of this attack. Right. So. Right. Yeah. So is it is it still confusing to some people? Actually, James, you're in America. Uh, we hope we when we look at the left and we're disappointed, we hope something better might happen in the Republican Party. And then I hear people in the Republican Party supporting Putin. Is this going to uh, convince them that maybe they're wrong on this? No, uh, not not 
not the pro-Russia right. Uh, no, uh, I don't think so. What came as a surprise, the only thing that came as a surprise are to those soft-headed people who thought that uh, Putin's apparently softer stance on Israel uh, didn't make him an enemy of Israel up to this point. That is total nonsense. Uh, uh, Iran has been supplying Russia with military drones for their attack in Ukraine. This is before any of this happened. Before any of this happened. We've caught Hamas weapons now, weapons caches, uh, uh, or Hamas's weapon caches. I don't know what I said there. They come from Iran and North Korea. Uh, don't tell me that Hamas isn't plugged into this wider axis of evil already. Uh, the Wall Street Journal reported that in the weeks just before the 7 October uh, atrocities, uh, hundreds of Palestinians were being trained in Iran by Iranians. So the idea that this was not uh, already understood by the bad guys out there and cleared, I mean, there had to have been a, a, an understanding between Tehran and Moscow. Uh, now, at the moment, of course, the Russian Federation is in trouble uh, in their war with uh, Ukraine. I understand something like half of their military personnel have been lost in their uh, uh, vicious attack on Ukraine and the Ukrainian pushback. So I'm not sure how much help Russia. Russia's actually on their heels right now to some extent. So I'm not sure how much help they can uh, provide. On the other hand, the idea that they have not been morally supporting and allies of Iran this entire time is pure myth and wishful thinking on the part of soft-headed people in the West. It should never have been a surprise. We know Iran and Russia have been working together in numerous ways with energy, even, mil as I say, even military equipment being sent back and forth to help Russia with its uh, uh, inv aggressive invasion of, of Ukraine. So uh, when you put all the evidence together, the coordinated nature of the Iranian attack with all of its uh, proxies, and I mean, it's activating its proxies from Yemen to northern Syria, making shoring up its alliance with Russia. Make no mistake, ladies and gentlemen, it is now clear beyond any reasonable doubt that uh, Iran is in a, has actively assaulted America directly and America is currently right now saying when we respond with our weak little uh, you know attacks on their munitions plants in uh, a couple of places in Syria that it has nothing to do with the wider conflict that's going on right now uh, how what would it take before it sinks into America what's really going on here because you see Biden himself is in a sticky wicket politically. He, he, you know, I've been mentioning this for the last uh, couple of weeks, how he and Obama have really given billions and billions to Iran, uh, lifting sanctions. Uh, uh, Biden lifted Trump's sanctions on Iran. And even where there were still limits on Iran, they've been looking the other way on them selling oil. And so billions and billions are now going to Iran, allowing them to fund this evil activity. So he doesn't want to admit that his that he and Obama have been appeasing Iran, funding Iran, and helping fund what just happened, and so he doesn't want to emphasize that there's any connection here. The they say we don't want an expansion, we don't want escalation. But th first of all, that's evil as an approach. They're the ones who should fear escalation, we're, not us. Not us. The second we're fearing escalation, we've already surrendered. We put up the white flag and now we're in slow motion surrender, it seems to me. The second we do that. Uh, <clears throat> but in any event, uh, even were that not the case, uh, uh, we are uh, 
deep into uh, hostilities. And America has been so eager to have a deal that we think will stop them from getting a nuclear bomb. I mean, can we trust anything they say now? After all of this, is there any set in anyone's weird imagination, psychotic imagination that thinks any kind of nuclear arms deal with Iran ever made sense at this point? So as I say, he's got a political problem of his own. And so he's trying to disconnect these things. I, I really think it's mostly that as a, a combined with a cowardice about taking Iran on, which would also admit, uh, which would also involve a complete reversal of the Obama-Biden policy towards Iran. Um, and that's yeah. where we are. Um so, well, a few points, but uh, thank you, Bonnie, for the super chat. Thank you, uh, Jeff, for the super chat. Um, I'll get back to the chat in a minute. Uh, there's, um, yeah, you mentioned, uh, you, oh, you mentioned the, the uh, Iran was training uh, Hamas operatives. We, this is not a surprise. We know this, this happens all the time. Uh, I think, you know, the, the, uh, these reports don't phase uh, Putin when he's hosting them. They, I think the only people who really hate that are, are uh, Netanyahu and Biden, who, uh, you know, anything that points to the fact that they are uh, kind of shed light on the real problem here, that they are doing everything they can to not deal with. Uh, I, I think they're, they're you know, unhappy with. And um, uh, yeah, you know, Iran's nuclear weapons, uh, when... When they get to them, uh, you know, Russia will have played a, uh, uh, you know, major role in that. And um, that's um, the issue here. We yeah. say we're worried about Iran getting a nuclear weapon. But if Russia is truly allying itself with Iran in this conflict, then Iran effectively has a country yeah. with nuclear weapons. Yeah. And, um, you know, the, the question of escalation. I mean, you know, um, this is, it's always, you know, people talk about escalation as if, you know, something really bad might happen now. So let's not do it and pretend that that means it'll, it'll, uh, let's not take any action that will uh, contribute to the escalation as if that means that there's going to be peace forever. No, uh, not escalating a situation when it's bad means you're allowing the other side to get stronger and, and putting the ball in their court, they will decide when they want to escalate it and in in such a way where they are confident they will win. So uh, I, I think America, you know, America's support for Ukraine, um, I'm happy about, but I think it's not enough. Uh, I think the same, the same with Israel. I, I, I think, uh, you know, if we look at, um, at the wider picture and we're worried about a potential world war, uh, we need to think of how wars happened in the past and, you know, how you win them, how how you prevent them? You show you show strength. You don't ask the uh, the, the aggressor uh, what can I do to appease you because that always ends up much worse than actual actually going to war. Uh, as Wasn't there a famous British prime minister who declared peace in our time when he made a deal with Hitler after he invaded Czechoslovakia? Uh, you know when you appease aggressive monsters like this. When you try to pretend that an act of war isn't an act of war, what you're doing is you're setting up a worse war to come. Um, you know, you're setting up invasions of France and Poland via Hitler, for example. So when we refuse to recognize the assault here for what it is, an aggressive assault, an act of war, we're being 
just as bad as the appeasers of Nazi of the Nazis before World War II. And I don't see anything like Churchillian moral clarity even on the horizon, unfortunately. Uh, well, uh, you know, earlier when uh, when I was reading the uh, the message or the the post in the chat about uh, we need a we need a, a jingle like an opening song, uh, and then I was stuck on a on a segue into uh, uh, you know the topic of today. Uh, somebody suggested Putin needs to face the music. That's uh, that's not bad. Uh, yeah, that's that's why that's maybe one of the reasons why we need a jingle so that uh, you know I I can see that immediately while I'm thinking about it. And uh, uh, but yeah, thank you for that. Uh, thank you, James, for joining me today. We will be uh, you know it's a few minutes from now before uh, the reality show. We're kind of talking about a, a similar topic, which is. Uh, how the uh, you know the West uh, tried to export democracy uh, in in various places in recent decades, including the Gaza Strip, and how that has worked out. <sighs> not very well. Just one last thought. I yeah. do not want an all-out war between the United States and the Russian Federation. That could lead to a, really a nuclear exchange, and the world doesn't want to see that. So when we say uh, you know no we we shouldn't be the ones afraid of escalation i'm talking about iran and everyone has heard me for weeks now for months years now saying how we uh, iran is the festering problem they're the killers they're the source of this and that is what i think we have to recognize here this whole thing the attack in southern israel the attacks coming from yemen now the attacks on american bases now in the area this is an a coordinated war starting from the monsters in tehran they have to be dealt with they have to be taken out they have to be seriously pushed back here and that is america's main role here is to make sure that israel has the space to do what it needs to do without further iranian involvement in, and if that means us escalating against Iran, I'm all in favor of it. Long, long overdue. Thank you, James. Uh, we will be back in a few minutes. Um, ARC UK members, uh, you know, our, our YouTube channel is uh, uh, one topic only at the moment, but members' activities continue. There is uh, Jim Brown's course on money creation and its consequences tomorrow. There is the philosophy forum tomorrow. Uh, the topic, I believe the main topic is going to be um, if and when you should break your word. Uh, this is uh, uh, based on a topic that we discussed a few days ago uh, in the reality show. Uh, James was not on the show, but he was in all caps on, in, the, <laughs> in the live chat. So, uh, And uh, are you going to be there tomorrow in the philosophy forum, James? I will. Please join us. And we have on Sunday as well the philosophy of history, uh, the history of philosophy discussion group. And we're up to some better news now, Thomas Aquinas. Uh, people who aren't uh, subscribers at the appropriate level to Ayn Rand Center UK, you guys are missing out on all kinds of great material. And we're still trying to do a lot of that material, even as we put our focus on what's happening in the Middle East right now. Uh, Rosie, you're doing a magnificent job, but please folks join us this weekend for that stuff. It's gonna be fun. Thank you, James. And yeah, James is uh, on two of those three things we mentioned. So uh, that alone should be reason enough to sign up. Thank you, everybody. We will see you in a minute or so.